If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free. You pay no fee whatsoever. It's absolutely, totally free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast self-evolution regardless and today's episode is gonna be about another right of the personal bill of rights and We have the right number 35, which states the following. I have a right to trust others who earn my trust and not for those who don't. Now, being raised in a toxic, abusive environment usually will leave us as these people who are hyper-vigilant, hyper-careful, super-duper aware of everything that's going on because what we want to do all the time is accommodate to the mood that is surfacing in the area, especially the mood of our parents. And as we go out to the world more and more, like to school and then to college, and then to high school and then to college and then to work, and then to a romantic relationship, you know, um, I mean, that is this typical, uh, you know, timeline of things. But anyway, what happens is that we get mixed ideas of what trust should be defined as. And since we are, we have been emotionally, I guess, abused and not really cared for, abandoned, basically, it leaves us wondering what kind of, what is trust anyway? Like, what kind of trust should we earn what kind of trust should we give to people if we even have the right to earn it? It seems like a lot of the times we we are not earning that trust. A lot of times we we're trusting people based on how they abuse us. And we don't get to differentiate or distinguish between who is trustworthy and who is not. Because since we are raised in an abusive environment, there's no such thing as trust. Reminder, there are no boundaries. 
And boundaries allow the person to know who's trustworthy and who's not based on how they act on the act in front of you and how they treat you but since every single time like since childhood we're trained to get these mixed signals of roller coaster ride sort of treatment like one day the mood is perfect and it's good and everyone's having fun you're having fun and good and happy and excited another day just so happens mom doesn't want to talk to you and dad is at work all day absent and you're worried now because you, maybe you've done something wrong maybe you've made them act so angry and now it's your fault and now you have to fix the problem and so you carry out this responsibility that is not yours in the first place but you feel like you're responsible for fixing the problem and fixing what's wrong because of the mood that's going on Every day, it becomes something of a new thing that is unpredictable. Every day is scary. Every day turns into this thing where I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Today, the mood is great. Tomorrow, what's going to happen, you know? And you could just keep wondering because the rhythm is not consistent and it is not, you know, stable. And so every day, it's unpredictable. So the amount of behavior that is executed in front of you gives you the idea that it's basically constantly changing and there is no constant consistent stable path to take so since every day changes according to the mood surfacing in the environment you don't know how to treat the thing and you get mixed up when it comes to trust in that context. In that context, when it comes to trying to figure out if the situation is good or uh, trustworthy, you don't know, you don't know anymore if trust is even a thing. Because one day, today you're trusting your mother to buy you a gift for your birthday this week, Tomorrow, she spent, she spends a lot of money and now she has no, you know, uh, not a spare amount to buy you something. I don't know. Today, uh, you tell her a secret that happened in high school that, for example, uh, your best friend fought with you and you didn't want anybody to know about this. You trust her with telling her this, and then the next day, your siblings know. And your siblings happen to be, happen to have cousins who have friends of this person who you are best friends with. It's complicated. <laughs> it's not a very typical situation that may happen. It may happen. But I just mentioned this example of sort of like, the trust is not there like it's not promising remember how i talked about future faking future faking is exactly that it's trusting but is in the future so trusting is never really a thing in narcissistic relationships and it all starts from the family uh household environment that is where everything starts it it, it either starts on a good 
you know, it, on a good, consistent treatment and care and uh, empathy and love or inconsistency, um, unpredictability, a lot of emotional roller coaster ride, unstable path, and etc. etc. So a lot of a lot of what happens here is with the amount of future faking and the fact that there is no boundary. Your privacy is basically invaded. Your mental and physical privacy, which is, by the way, I'm going to record an, uh, an episode about this. It's extremely important to talk about in detail, in depth. Since your privacy, your privacy, sorry, is basically invaded, um, you can't even trust the narcissist who raised you, let alone a narcissist who teaches you in school or the narcissist who's your boss or who works with you or even your romantic partner who turns out to be a narcissist. So, I mean, typically, you end up being in these relationships that feel familiar, first of all, because you didn't know any better. All you received was that shitty treatment. And now you're going through it as the normal thing. And when you fall for a narcissist, a narcissist's trap, you fall for it because you didn't know any better. And that's the thing that is familiar for you. So you go for it because that's all you ever knew, unfortunately. And at the same time, so there's... Of course, this confusion of what trust is. So you don't know if you can trust your family, if you can trust your friends, if you can trust your teacher, etc. You don't know. Because there is no clear teaching of the skill to be able to distinguish between a person who's trustworthy and a person who's not. Obviously, for my, for my personal experience, all I got was blame and criticism and judgment over why I don't have a strong personality and why I'm so weak and why I'm not capable of knowing if that person is trustworthy or not. I mean, there are signs, but I was never really taught how to distinguish between them, how to know if that person is trustworthy or not. A lot of the signs are really hidden and not shown, and I don't know. I don't really know how to distinguish between them. So every time I try to talk about this stuff and try to ask uh, what to do and what is the appropriate thing to do, I either get a, a careless answer or the kind of answer that seems to be useless, which I try and doesn't really give any effective results in terms of trust, especially in friendships in high school and teenage years and growing up and further on into life, or literally flat out being blamed and judged over not knowing well not being an expert in the topic. Whatever. So it gets really confusing to know that in this type of situation, you don't know who to trust. You don't know who to go to. You don't know who to, who to, who's going to keep your secrets. You don't know who's going to protect you. If you've done anything wrong to someone, if you've done anything, you know, uh, even sexually seductive to anybody, you just didn't 
really you meant well but eventually shit hit the fan and let me tell you about oh my god let me tell you about those boys whom you trust with stuff and you also get fucked because you don't even know if that guy is gonna publish stuff about you because of the way they give you this inconsistent so-called love and attention and now you're wondering and you're second-guessing yourself and you're still wondering if this guy is even truly loving you and really um appreciating you the way they say they do or respecting you the way they say they do even though you know like you kind of know already like you kind of you can already suspect that they don't know what respect is and they don't know what love is because of how they treat you they base love on how they treat you and they base respect on how they treat you which is bullcrap so it's kind of like two split personality kind of thing one day you're dealing with this nice sexy gentleman type of boy <laughs> tomorrow you're dealing with this very selfish angry pissed off moody neglectful boy <laughs> just saying you know and you're constantly wondering if there's any hope for change if there's any better and you and that's it you know you get stuck because of how hopeful you are because you're hoping for that change you're hoping for that for because uh, <laughs> you're hoping for that miracle you don't know what to expect next so you're kind of always on the hook for something better which makes you stuck and more bonded in the trauma bond basically and you're fucked from there anally and vaginally no don't take me seriously right now i'm just kidding okay so uh yeah and 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 what happens also is because we are so hyper vigilant so careful with what we have to say and do and look and how we say and do and look and seem and smell and taste and everything at the same time We tend to be too careful with the external world that we don't trust anybody. Like, because we've had, sh you know, like, we've had enough of all that shit. We're tired of all that shit we've been through. So we're not going to trust anybody because we're basically, um, we're scared. We're terrified if all of that trust that we gave before is gonna is gonna throw itself out the window again because we gave a lot of trust before and now that we have been treated so badly and like trash we don't accept that anymore and so we don't trust people nobody even the people who are nice to us we don't trust anybody anymore so you see it's this bye bye so it's this extreme kind of thing. It's either the extreme confusion and not knowing who to trust and trusting everybody at the same time, or literally not trusting anybody, even the people who are nice to us because of how much abuse we've gone through. We've, we've, we've gone through. We've been through. So it seems like 
abuse has so much to do with our ability to think straight, to know what to expect from people, how to perceive people, and how to receive. We don't even know how to receive because we've been manipulated all our childhood to either get whatever it is that's presented to us and never ask why or how or question things just because we might feel, you know, curious and want to ask and want to be sure that this thing is safe that's given to us or protective or loving and caring. All we did was basically give our hands because we're so desperate and remember how I talked about the episode breadcrumbing when the narcissist gives you just enough to make sure you're saying, oh yeah, I'm basically, you know, um, I'm almost full, but I'm not really full because I'm also starving. So we either give our hands too much that we keep asking for more love, more care, more attention, and more trust that we literally are swimming in the ocean of trust lost, don't know which path to take, and trusting anybody who comes our way, or not stepping on the beach and freezing like that because we're not we're not you know uh willing to trust anybody anymore because it's tiring to have to go through that ocean and swim and fall and be tricked and be uh you know trapped with people's tricks and manipulative tactics And so we decide to give it all up and never trust people anymore. And I also talked about this in the episode about the daughters of narcissistic fathers who date differently. And trust is a huge, huge issue in this. And uh, so we typically are not taking the middle route in this. So we don't know. Because we were never taught the healthy way of trusting people. So we obviously, and that's normal, you know, you, you know, you do, we, we don't know. We were never taught what's clear and what's not. What's suspicious and what is pure and, uh, you know, genuine. So what, ha- what happens then is that we don't know. We just go our way living life hesitant and self-doubting the whole time to either trust too much or not trust at all. Trust too much and give all our power away or not trust at all and protect it instead. Either way, it's not helpful. It's not healthy. It's not doing us any favor. In fact, it's harming us. It's backfire. Like, it, it's literally, we are literally backfiring ourselves with this. So it's okay to learn. It's okay to discover what people have to say, and especially experts and psychologists. And internet provides a lot of good information about this. Let's not talk about the untrustworthy falsified information because it also exists, but what's most importantly, 
considered is to always seek the sources of information. The psychologists, the doctors, people who are studying this, who are mentally sane, and help us. So trust you people. Trust. I have a right to trust others who earn my trust and not those who don't. See, this is the right that distinguishes between the people who earn our trust and those who don't. And there are signs, of course, with time that allow you to know if this person who really earns your trust or really doesn't. Say, for example, someone who keeps their promise. Someone who shows you respect as much as you do to them. Someone who, you know, um, constructively criticizes you in the appropriate times over the, over the appropriate things. Frequently enough, but not too frequently that it gets exhausting and terrible. Someone who stops you if you're about to do something bad that's harmful to you or to them. Someone who wants to help and proves it to you. Like this one time, oh my god, this was a really, really heartening small story to talk about right now, but this one taxi driver who was about to take me to the bank because I had to get my salary out, withdraw my salary, um, he was such a gentleman. The way that he made me trust him. Or what he did that would make me trust him is... So, I lost hope because we went to many uh, ATMs. And I lost hope because there was no money. It was the weekend. So, I just basically told him, you know what, just forget it. Let's go home. Let's... Maybe one day we'll go. And probably one day to me sounds like two more weeks from there. So. And I was really desperate. Like, I was really desperate. But I, you know, I just chose to give it up. You know, maybe another time. I just lost hope. He, and I paid him right after I told him, okay, you can stop here. I can walk home. And, uh, you know, it's fine. Instead of going, just like any other taxi who's professionals doing their job and just minding their own business and leave, he insisted. And he told me, if you can trust me, we can go to this bank at this place, but this ride is going to be for free. And I stopped and listened to him and I said, I mean, I lost hope. I really don't know anymore. I... I just, you know, I wanted to withdraw money, but then I found nothing, so I, I don't know. Okay, we'll try, we'll see, okay. So I went with him, and we, he drove me to this place. And lo and behold, I was not 
sure about this guy because I was also suspecting he might be lying to me. So I looked, you know, like where he drives in the, the counter thing, and it said free. So, so imagine my relief. Like I saw the, the thing, the, the, what is it? The counter, you know, the thing that counts the money when you pay. So like, and it said for free. Imagine my relief. And I, when I saw that, I was extremely happy. Like I just, wow, like he's a gentleman. He's not a boy. He's a gentleman. Like he knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. I love that. See, simple gestures like that. And he's not even someone I know. Like, he's a complete stranger to me. And I'm a complete stranger to him. But look at this. A simple gesture like this, you know, proves that he can be trustworthy. I can trust him. And he literally paid, you know, he did not take it. The second ride was free. And I thanked him a lot because I was really grateful because the last... And, and look at this also. By the time he um, took me to this final place to withdraw money from the bank, I withdrew money from that ATM. Oh my god. I was not even... I didn't even believe it. Like, after I lost hope. And it was already time and, you know, dinner and everything was closing, so... So then he, he was also happy because I did it, you know, withdrew money. I never thought I would because I was desperate, but it was successful. Look at this. He, he wanted me to trust him and proved it to me and I trusted him. And look at this. I withdrew money. I'm not saying that it's because that I, that he wanted me to trust him that I withdrew money successfully. Events are separate here, but just saying, like, miracles happen. So, a really, really heartening moment like that really made me so happy. Walking on air, literally. So, and in gestures like these, you know, small, Things like these make you realize that there are, there is hope out there for people who are genuine and honest and trustworthy. Because all my life I have grown in this abusive environment where, and of course it made me grow up to become this really naive, unaware girl who just went along with everything and went along with everyone blindly not not knowing what risks it, it would bring not knowing who to trust and who to not and trusting people without them knowing who earns my trust and who doesn't but now that i have grown and realize there are signs out there i just have to be more careful and look and observe and see and hear and listen and just notice those small things that are sometimes easy to miss very very easy to miss but if you can catch them 
you will know for sure that that person is trustworthy. Which reminds me, I have a very, very, very successful, happy relationship with my best friend who has been my best friend for now, what, 10 years? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Why? Because we trust each other. Because he shows me that he can be trustworthy and I show him that I can be trustworthy. I sometimes am flawed and I don't really know how to or I try to, you know, um, make myself look trustworthy. Sometimes I, I'm not successful at that. But regardless, it's been pretty healthy. There are ups and downs, of course, but it's not as bad as an abusive relationship would do to you. And the reason why I I still have him as a best friend is because he's committed. He's consistent with his rhythm. And that made me so happy. That made me be so happy that I have him as a best friend. And I'm pretty sure you will find someone like that. Or you know someone like that. Or you may meet someone like that. Someone who shows you in the smallest, littlest gestures that just like that. Just by the taxi driver who just put the counter on free. Like, it didn't count. Like, I'm not going to pay for the second ride. It's proof already. And, by the way, when I looked, like, when I sneakily, sneakily looked, if he was actually true, if he was actually honest about the second ride being free, he allowed me. How? He moved his hand on the gear shifter thing. He moved his hand because he knew I would look because he knew I would not trust him so easily. So, you can tell. He noticed, and he moved his hand, so he allowed me to see. Look, it's free. So there is proof. There is. There are those signs. Someone who is not worth your trust is someone who messes around your mind, is someone who fucks you up in the smallest, most gradual, slowest way. Even in the most subtle ways, you never know. The people who are untrustworthy are those who hide things from you, lie to you, don't keep your promises, don't keep their promises, expose you, um, say something and do the opposite. Um, let's see. And all the, basically, all the narcissistic tactics, you know, like guilt tripping, gaslighting, manipulating. Comparison, they compare you to others consistently, they make you feel so small, insignificant. All those pertain to trust. Trust and respect. And trust is the foundation of relationships. One of the foundations, at least, of relationships. If there is no trust, there is no relationship. There is no unity between the parties, between the partners. Or people gathered. So, and if there is trust, then there is a relationship. There is consistency. There is communication. There is healthy 
boundary setting and their relationship is strong. And so by saying, sorry, I so, and so by saying I have a right to trust others who earn my trust. Others who earn my trust would earn my trust by the things they do to me. By the way they look at me, the way they treat me, and the way they say things to me, and the way they treat me. I have the right to trust them because they earn my trust because of what they do to me. And not for those who don't earn my trust. By the things they treat me, do to me, say to me. And do with me, and do to me, and etc. It's all those little signs, those little things that will make you differentiate between someone who is worth the trust and someone who isn't. Time, of course, is a, a very important factor in making you realize if this person is trustworthy or not. Sometimes there's like something that starts at a point A in time and its results are way later in the future at point B. So it takes that whole period of time to know if that person is trustworthy or not. Only when we come up to point B that we will know if this person is trustworthy or not. A lot of actions take a lot of time. And patience is also important. Some things are immediate. Some things are obvious. Some things are not. They're not so fast and not so clear. Things are uh, Sometimes things are subtle and left subtle on purpose. And then it's our job to notice, observe, Look at those small things and conclude based on the list that we can make, the positives and the negatives. If the positives are more than the negatives, we keep that person and trust them. If over time the positives keep outweighing the negatives, we also keep that person. But if with time the negatives outweigh the positives, we might as well consider stopping, setting boundaries with them, and protecting ourselves from further abuse. And that's the thing. Because all of us, each and every one of us, has the right to trust others who earn our trust and not trust others who don't earn our trust. We have the right to distinguish between those who do earn our trust and those who don't. And being able to distinguish between these kinds of people is gonna be a huge, huge factor in improving relationships with people in professional settings, in personal settings, in romantic settings, in academic settings etc. But it will for sure improve our 
look in the world, our worth in the world, and the relationships we have with people. And that's for sure. I mean, if you have three relationships where trust is fundamental and it is successfully working is a lot better than six failed relationships which have ended because there's no trust. I think it makes sense, don't you? <laughs> All right. So, I hope you... This is it for the episode. I really hope you got something out of this episode. I know I haven't uh, used any sort of article or outside source to help me out with the evidence and support of this idea, but you get the gist. And I hope you do get the gist. And I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. And remember that you have this right. You have the right to trust people who earn your trust and not trust people who don't deserve it. Okay? Remember that. So, folks, that's a wrap for this episode. And as you can guess, this is my goodbye speech. <laughs> uh, just kidding. I hope you found this episode enlightening to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor FM or any other platform where, where you'll find my podcast available. Like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. And recently, I've added my podcast in TuneIn as well as Red Circle. That's where you'll find my podcast also available. I'd also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee. If you have any topic suggestions, questions, some feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message and I'll take care of that. So to conclude, this was Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram, and I will see you in the next episode.